be not one. There it goes. Uh, do you want me to just start the intro, or do you, I know you guys sometimes talk hit, before it? Yeah, hit the intro. We are the tide from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the big sky conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. Welcome back, Tribe from the North Brave and Bold to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and your Vandal affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I am your host, Chris Hammond, and with me today I have Alex, the best of all time, Boatman. How are you doing, Alex? Fantastic, fantastic. Awesome, awesome. It's a, uh, what a day, eh? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that's why we're here. Due to popular requests, we're also joined by the professor, the man who has brought our men's basketball podcast to probably its first 100 downloads ever, Brian Marceau. How are you doing? Well, dude, an intro like that, I am doing fantastic as well. (laughs) Have you, uh, (laughs) can you even talk football anymore? Are you all basketball now? I mean, Hmm. So as long as long as I re- remove myself from our YouTube page long enough to not see the next view, yeah, I, I can handle this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, man, we're also going to be joined by uh, our producer uh, Dallas Hammer. I think you guys saw him on the uh, old basketball pod. So we'll be popping in with his commentary. He'll be putting things on the screen, and he's going to make this show go to a whole nother level. So uh, make sure you at him at. Hammer Dallas, uh, but we kind of talked about it. This is a perfect tie-in. You've got FBS, you've got Idaho, you've got the WAC, which is a pretty good basketball conference, and then the WAC has announced that they're going to be targeting FCS football, and that's what we're going to be getting into after a nothing like cracking a Montucky cold snack, an ultra-refreshing light beer born in majestic big sky country. The best part is when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Montucky Cold Sacks donates 8% of all profits back to local causes, even right here in Idaho. Supporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw! That's freaking awesome. Montucky Cold Snacks, the light American lager for Pow Pow Rippers, Gator Wranglers, Pony Riders, and badass do-gooders. Visit MontuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get your ass some snacks. All right. Um, guys, uh, we... I mean, it, it was a weird day. We weren't meant to record. Uh, we had some people suggest we record. But, I mean, before we get into it, 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 what's been going on? It's been a hot minute since we've been on, and we've got a whole full schedule that we'll cover at the end. But, um, I mean, what have you guys been up to holiday-wise? I mean, I definitely made sure because our like we, we already referenced those download numbers. Uh, I made sure to be watching Idaho basketball and following Big Sky basketball, but um, I'm sure that I feel similar to Alex where uh, I was pretty intrigued when I saw the news that we're about to cover post. Yeah. Yeah, it's been Chris, it's been a little while since I've seen you uh, since we yeah. did our uh, interview with uh, Scott Green, President Green. Awesome. 7 a.m. on a Monday morning. Yeah. Brian, we miss you on that one. But uh, yeah, just... <laughs> Enjoyed a little time back in Idaho. Now back in, back in Seattle for the moment. But uh, man, it's been it's been uh, 2021 starting off with with a bang. So uh, yeah, uh, and you know, I however, I don't know how much you guys are involved in the uh, NCAA football 14 sphere. 
mm. but they just released that new mod drop. Oh, I used to have a copy. My 360 doesn't work anymore. We used to play that back in my apartment with uh, Ed Hall and Colton Thrasher all the time in the summer. Have you oh, seen man. the new drop? No. These guys, because they can't sell it, went through, modded everything. They redid the logos, the graphics, everything's current ESPN. The only difference is there's a couple changes they had to make, right? For instance, they added Georgia Southern because they weren't in the game. They added App State because they weren't in the game. They added Coastal Carolina because they weren't in the game. Can you Liberty. guess which one of those programs replaced we are officially if you mod ncaa football 14 the idaho vandals are now the appalachian state mountaineers part of the pros of being in the fbs is you get to be in a game like that so with that <laughs> like that silky we're, smooth we're going, transition we're going straight into this all right <laughs> so basically that that covered we've covered pros and cons we've actually we've we've dug out the the dead horse that we buried back last february for you guys Open up the stables and brought it back out into the yard for a fresh kicking. We're basically going to cover the three words that rile up vandals more than anything but BSU, FBS. So, and with that, if there was another three letters that got people as as electric and angry as anything else, it's the whack. So, <laughs> if this if this podcast could not be any bit um, fiery and exciting. We're getting into it. The whack today has uh, had what was it Peter Thamel, and for a while now Matthew Brown EP has been kind of covering it, uh, but it has been official. They will be starting FCS level football in 2022. With that, they'll be poaching one member of the Big Sky. That would be Southern Utah. I think we can all agree. Good riddance. Uh, it will also be founded by members from the Southland and Abilene Christian, Lamar, Sam Houston State, Stephen F. Austin. Uh, and two independents in Tarleton State, also in uh, Texas, and Dixie State in St. George, Utah. So kind of getting a Utah-Texas vibe going. Um, but obviously New Mexico State still playing football out there in the uh, FBS levels as an independent, former WAC member in football, current WAC member in all other sports. Sparked a little bit of a – so is the WAC going to pursue FBS? Because as – Alex has covered on here a couple times. The WAC has the back door back in because they once had membership in the FBS. New Mexico State's the school there. Is this conference, let's just start with that. Is this conference, the way it is with these seven teams, even able to make an FBS jump? Well, my understanding is that the stated intent was to make an FBS jump, but around 2030. I mean, I'm referencing something that I saw Sam Herter uh, Sam Herter tweet out today, which referenced the P Peter Tamela article, which is, that's the hope. Now, quick response, just based off who's in the conference. I have no idea how that's possible unless, unless there's some addition. My reference point is going to be what's like Southern Utah's a dumpster fire in the big sky. And that now they're supposed to be fine in FBS. I'm not just talking about competition. I'm talking about facilities. They're okay. Basketball facilities, but football, they're not close to top half of the big sky. And never mind the competition that Southern Utah, I mean, if let's do our four second big sky preview, Southern Utah, their last place, jury's in. So as, as presently constituted, I don't see how the heck this could be an FBS conference, but it's also a seven to eight year question mark, which means as Vandals know, we're only in year three of being in a different conference. A ton can change in seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, initial reaction to this, um, Jeff Hurd, the commissioner of the WAC, 
has been trying to put this together, guys, since the WAC is all football almost eight years ago. He has been trying to figure out how to stabilize this conference, and this conference is finally stable, has a better RPI in basketball than the Big Sky does. Um, New Mexico State is gets that prestigious 12 or 11 seed, which is a popular upset seed every year in the NCAA tournament. You have their schools like Grand, Grand, uh, Grand Canyon, Utah Valley, always pushing to get a bid or win the conference. I think, uh, and this is what I talked about, and I want to go into this bigger details later. Um, this possibility for Idaho, it, it, it's something we can't ignore, and to it, it should it should drive us to better our facilities or better what we do, even if it doesn't come to fruition, right? Like, no matter what, at the end of the day, if we try to get back to that level, all that does is make us a powerhouse in the FCS, even if we don't ever go back. Um, but this conference, as it is with these members, I, I don't see how it can be playing FBS football. But I thought the interesting thing in the reporting was is that they're still targeting two members to get to nine football members. Um, who are those people? We've heard Weber State was their one they wanted to go after so bad out of the whack. Another one kind of thought was interesting was Augustana, uh, and that's not a name familiar to people, but they are a D2 school in, I believe, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, if I remember right. They've been always been trying to get into uh, the Summit League and get up to D1. But, you know, I don't – some of these facilities that we're seeing right now on our screen, yeah, they've they've put a lot of money in and put them into a spot to where they can move up. Lamar almost moved up to the WAC. I think Abilene Christian's getting there um, in terms of what they could do. But it, it's a lot of future, and I kind of want to delve in later on how I think uh, we should try to make this work as uh, Idaho and what the WAC and Big Sky should do together. Yeah. So you, you kind of brought it up, uh, which I love is the idea that, so uh, it, obviously Idaho, if any program, I don't care if you're San Diego, right. Who's currently playing pioneer non-scholarly football. If the rumblings of an FCS conference that has a backdoor into the FBS, the money that is available, you, you have to look at it. I don't care what school you are. I don't care other than probably the Ivies. Every single school should at least put an ear to this and figure out what their plan is and judge its feasibility to them. And Alex, as you said, oh, well, if we do it and we decide the big sky is the right place for us, congratulations. We now have some of the best facilities in the FCS, especially if they're going to have to take seven FCS schools most likely to build this conference. That's wiping away seven schools that are probably up there competing with you for facilities. So either way, this is either setting up Idaho to be very good in the FCS or make that jump to the FBS. Now, one thing I just want to touch on real quick, it's just like, we've talked about this today and we've gotten a little bit of hate. Man, sometimes I feel like FCS fan bases act like, like you're dealing with a warranty company. Like the amount of anger that comes out of people when Idaho even suggests that we would be interested in going back to the FC or FBS is insane to me. I had Stephen F. Austin in my mentions. I had Montana State in my mentions. I had Montana. I had uh, Sam Houston State. I had Northern Iowa. Like all these schools, North Dakota State, that are telling me like why. Ironically, Eastern's like the only one that gets it. That like you at least have to weigh the opportunity, and that is obvious. Um, and I, I guess when you hear like people get so upset that we're even like a school that's actively looking at it bothers me sometimes and i just want to know from your guys's kind of perspective here so there's rumblings right we have a spring season kicking off in 52 days from the day we're recording this september or sorry january 6th i wish it was september um 2021 hey, real quick we have football next month 
we have, yeah, we have we football do. next month, guys. Yep. Just sorry, yep. made me really excited. Yeah, made me really excited. Call it Falls back next month. All right, right. we're sorry. Like, what thirty days till FCS kickoff, and like we're rolling one yeah, week from Super Bowl, and, and yeah, then, but had to interrupt, know, but it was so, too excited to think about. <laughs> FCS warranty. FCS fans sometimes act like warranty. They are insulted that anyone would ever want to leave. Um, but with that. There's been rumors, Sam Herder and Brian McLaughlin, especially on the BMAC and Herd's Hero Sports podcast that released yesterday or two days ago, uh, they discussed there are rumblings occurring that the spring season may also get canceled. That would put us in the FCS for two seasons. We've had an opportunity to play, and we'll call it three and a half, four, uh, and those three and a half or one and a half or two have been canceled. And I guess I'm wondering, if you're a Vandal fan, does the fact that the spring season – it does not play, and it's been talking about it not being played due to some schools not being able to financially afford it. Now, Idaho and the FBS was one of the poorer schools. In the FCS, we're becoming one of the wealthier schools. If this season is canceled and we basically missed a whole calendar year of football, while meanwhile watching the FBS not skip a beat. I mean, some people only played six games. Uh, some played less. Some people didn't start till October, but they played. Does it change your opinion? And Brian, I think we'll lean a little bit more to you. Um, does Idaho need to look a little bit harder at the FBS option? And we'll get into maybe what would it entitle to go if this season gets canceled. And now we're looking at, you know, we're one of the schools that's been ready to play. We've handled in all intents and purposes the pandemic pretty well, but yet some schools haven't. I mean, you look at Eastern Washington right now in basketball, they're not giving me any hope for football right now. And it just makes me worried. Are we going to sit here and in two months, are we going to be talking about, wow, we got all geared up for a second season and it's gone. And meanwhile, the FBS will season will have come gone and named a champion. I don't think it should matter whatsoever at this point. I mean, the, the big thing to keep in mind is look, no one's great at planning coronavirus stuff because it's, it's pretty damn hard to Idaho's doing about as well as you can. We, we have, you know, we are regional leaders in setting protocols when we initially thought we we're going to play in the fall, but us, but if a spring season doesn't take, take place, like that doesn't change my stance whatsoever about what type of conference we should hope to be in or what sort of classification we should pursue. Uh, mainly because I think it's important for Idaho. First off, it might be a little presumptuous for some listeners right now to, to hear saying this as though like Idaho has an invite because full disclosure, we certainly don't have an invite to an FBS conference at this moment. Yep, and until we have I, one, yep. Correct. We don't have one to the whack yet either. So until we have one, there's no evidence to say like people actually want us. But regardless of that, I think Idaho fans, and I'm also under the assumption the admin is going to work this way. We should care more about being in a conference that we will, that we want to call home for a while with, with teams and other schools that are similar to us or that are, that work both geographically and you know from a competition perspective and as far as the spring season you're correct people have been talking about this for a while i don't know if any of the montana schools are ever going to be open about this but like if you listen to montana media uh, specifically like uh, culture nuanas is a source for this the montana schools don't appear to actually want to play the way some of the other schools do partially because they have the worst practice facilities for practicing in the you know, in late January, just a competitive disadvantage. But if, you know, if, if let's say that influence starts to pull some of the marquee schools out, which then leads to more schools pulling out, I, I guess I would need someone to sell me on why that should change an Idaho fan's hope. 
or an or just an Idaho alums hope about what classification we should be in. I think we need to be in the right conference, and I think we need to be with the right teams. And I think the answer to the right conference and right teams will have very little to do with the fees, the financial feasibility of FCS football during a pandemic. Um, kind of to go on your on your question, Chris. It doesn't change my opinion. If the season does get canceled, it doesn't change my opinion of where we should be or what we should strive to be in. Um, you know, right now the big sky is the best place for us. Um, people don't like to hear that. Even you know, it's a hard pill to swallow for some. We've we've talked about this, but right now this is where we belong. Um, but if you guys remember right, when when Rob Spear, uh, Doctor Spear, went to the Mountain West to try to get in. Um, the biggest thing, and people always be like, oh, it's because your stadium, your stadium, your stadium. It actually wasn't about our football stadium. It was because we didn't have a basketball arena. We now have basketball. So this is like to prepare us for the future. If an opportunity does arise, having a basketball arena is massive to prove that we can be an FPS school. Um, I, I, I was, it was really funny. I was back home. I was talking to my dad who uh, was, uh, I like to give my dad credit for getting Chuck Staben fired because uh, my dad was the Vail Scholarship Fund president at the time and, and, <laughs> Now with a lot of state board people have made sure Chuck didn't get renewed. So, uh, and I was like, remember those, those uh, plans to expand the Kibbe Dome by adding some second levels and a uh, 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 West End um, kind of s- structure to make it like 25000 like, man, I wonder how much it would cost just to add those second levels and bring the capacity to eighteen, nineteen thousand. 19000 You know, I, I'm, and I was like, man, it, I think regardless of what, we sh- what happens, we should just try to do that anyway just to make like an um, awesome dome experience, even FCS football. So if we talk about this this 2030 deal with WAC, Idaho can put itself in a great position. If an opportunity does come up, fantastic. If it doesn't, we just have kick-ass facilities, and I think we should just try to improve ourselves. And by Terry not cutting sports when uh, we dropped FCS, you know, we've kept 16 sports, which is a requirement to be FBS. That hurts Montana, who doesn't have that 16th sport. And sometimes people moan and complain about we don't have we have to add a sport, we have to add a sport. We don't have to. Um, I think uh, regardless of the spring season or not, we we should just always try to strive to be in a position where if something does come up, yeah, we should try to maybe take advantage of it. But uh, I think we're seeing this pandemic has really brought a light in uh, the have and have nots um, in the FCS level happen more in the, uh, happen more intra-conference where at the FBS level it's interconference. So you have the power five, the group of five, there's a noticeable difference in FBS and FCS within the own conference, you have powerhouse teams and budgets also compared with just complete crap and the, and the, who play on the same conference level. And, uh, I think that's what the pandemic has shown is, uh, and so you might see some things happen. And I kind of want, I guess I'll talk later about my plan to make everything right in the Western FBS FCS world. Yeah. And so here's my, and this might be a great bridge into it. So, um, you know, we taught, we, we both kind of hit on this. The one thing Brian hit it, you know, a little bit harder stability in a conference you want to be in. Mm-hmm. I love the big sky. I'm a completely content with the big sky. And if you're asking me whose leadership I trust more, I trust Tom Wisterchels and Dan Satters a lot more than the WAC. You look at the WAC, they've had 30-plus members in their history. 30-plus former members, sorry, former members. Can you tell me what you think the big skies? I'll do a little Brian Marceau. Brian, how many, if I told you, over, under, let's go 14. Hmm. Um, How many former members in the big sky is there? You, you, now, when you say former, you're referring to these teams are no longer in Correct. the big sky. So Idaho does not count. We returned. 
Okay. I'd say under 14. Yeah. Any guesses? Eight. I'd like to jump in with a guess. Yes. Uh, I'm going to guess it's five or even more. Even, uh, yeah, we're going to go five. We're going to go five. Not many. So off the top of my head, I know we've got Boise State. I know we've got Nevada. Was Utah State a former Big Sky team? They were no. not. They were in the piece. They're in the PCA, the okay. the Big West. So your 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 former members, Boise State University. Thanks for framing that as though I were kind of correct, Alex. <laughs> uh, California State University, which one? Rich. Oh, okay. Rich. Gonzaga University. I knew Gonzaga was I, in Reno. University of Nevada, Reno, and the University of North Dakota. Oh yeah. God, so five. Dallas been. was correct. We North have five Dakota members. Damn. So we are talking about a conference that has thirty plus in the WAC and a big sky conference that has five. How many and how many were we with in the WAC? Can can someone figure that out? How, how, how many how many teams are left the WAC uh, that were in the WAC and have left since we've been in there? Because uh well let's see, Boise State left. Uh who you know, I mean before I'll, us you I'm, I'm gonna do some I'm gonna do some math off the top of my head and see if I'm right here, Chris. Just keep yeah. talking. But there, there's a ton. I mean I mean at the end of the day, the WAC had what 10 members when we were in it, 11 members, and when we left, there was two New Mexico State. And I know, and we had to go to the Sun Belt. UTSA got an invite to the uh, the Conference USA, the CUSA, and Texas State got Sun Belt. Utah State got Mountain West. San Jose State got Mountain West. Hawaii Mountain West. Fresno, La Tech got to go to the CUSA. Like we were left. That's what it was. And so you talking about a whole conference getting absolutely gutted. And you talked about they've just been trying to stabilize since then. I'm not sure you. We have a little map in our thing um, of the current whack. Dallas, I don't know if you can grab it quickly while I talk about it, but um, you're looking at you, uh, Seattle to Chicago. I think all of our options we might go over later of what needs to happen for an FBS conference do not include West Coast to the Great Lakes. Uh, it also doesn't include C- the Northwest to the Gulf of Mexico. You know, like we're talking Seattle to. Uh, Rio Grand Valley is literally on the Rio. Like <laughs> it, it's uh it, it's just the whack, even with this. And I like that they got the Texas four. I think that's going to be very stabilizing for them. Um, I think adding U- Southern Utah and Dixie state almost kind of tries to force Weber state's hand, which would help them because whack is going to be focused on basketball first and trying to make an FBS conference second. Um, but I just, I do not see how this current membership could do anything uh, to improve their odds of being the FBS. Um, it, it's it's just Chris, not I, there. Uh, yeah, jump in. All right, I, all right. It's kind of the question we were talking about. It's all right. How many teams are former members of the WAC and were members of the same Idaho overlapped membership with them? So teams that are no longer. So the question about Big Sky membership. There's five former members. How many mm-hmm. just four members of the WAC are there that had overlapping membership with Idaho? No over under number for us. I'll go. I'll go over under twelve. Over. Yeah, I take the over too. Uh, Ten. <laughs> I, I figured so, it was too easy. The what you mentioned all of them. You mentioned all of them. The one we forget about. UT Arlington was a basketball was an Olympic sport member That's our true. last year in the WAC. So, um, but Texas State, UTSA, La Tech, Fresno, San Jose, 
Hawaii. Utah State, Nevada, Hawaii, Boise. Yeah. So um, we saw so twice as many, twice as many teams have left the whack and had overlapping membership with Idaho versus the whole Big Sky's history. So yeah, I do love the stability yeah. uh, of, of the Big Sky, but I'd like to change that stability. So we'll see. Yes, there's well, there's something to be said about stability and strength in numbers. I think That's they are very different right. things. Uh, yeah. I, I think stability sometimes is more important than strength in numbers. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's actually, I'm sure we'll talk about this. The big skies quote unquote instability recently was when they added Northern Colorado, Southern Utah, again, good riddance, Thunderbirds and the, the Californias, like Cal Poly used to be independent in FCS. North and, Dakota. Yeah. Relatively new big sky member. Yeah, exactly. The The instability they've had is really recently, partially when they, was it like the Great Northern Conference or something like that, where they essentially just saved a few teams for... Yes. For Great Western Conference. Great Western, Western. Yeah. okay. Yeah, Great Western. North Dakota, State, North Dakota State's first FCS home. People don't remember that. Or <laughs> yeah. Missouri Valley member. All anyway. right, so uh, how we're going to kind of run through this on the, the feasibility of an FBS conference in the West... I'm going to run through the current WAC football members. I mean, not all of them have accepted, but it, it seems pretty obvious they are, and they've talked about that they're courting two more members, probably a D2 school, and I'm assuming they're like being Boise State to the Big West and WCC right now and basically begging Weber to come with them. Uh, and they'll probably just like the WCC and Big West say no. Uh, <laughs> but all right, current WAC member, I just got you guys just thumbs up, thumbs down. FBS or you know what's right on scale of one to ten. How about that? All right. Of how FBS their FBS potential. Abilene right. Christian. I'm gonna say nine. Well yeah, the yeah, the Texas schools be the the allure of football in Texas and the unending appeal, no matter where your damn com- your campus is, it, yeah, there's potential there. So yeah, I, I will I'm gonna double down on the nine, call it ten. See, that's, um, this is their stadium's I, good too. Their stadium is good too. Oh, yeah. they just I'll start running through stadium. stadium numbers, but I, I actually disagree. Like, I'm worried because, yes, Texas is big and yes, it's a hotbed for the recruiting, but 15 to 17 FBS schools, four of which in the uh, Houston, five of which in the Houston metro area and four on the Dallas seems a little, a little tight. Um, and then you, the same thing with Utah, though. I've been bringing this up. If Weaver State, Southern or sorry, if Southern Utah and Dixie even go, let's say Weber State doesn't, who's the obvious in my opinion, most FCS ready. Yes, thank you for this. Uh, nice stadium, um, man. Dude, there is no way that I don't get how the state of Utah could have five FBS playing members in a state that is half the size of Washington that only has two FBS members and yeah. even more like less populated than Arizona that also only has two FBS members. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think you ever see Well, again, we, are we talking about Dixie in Southern Utah now? Because my vote for them is like four each. So we'll, we'll, all right, we'll get to it. So we, we talk about <laughs> Ab- Abilene Christian. Um, uh, well, actually, Chris, I got to throw this in because this is a reference point. This is actually something you and I talked about off screen after the Dennis Passion interview, which is the pushback to, are there too many schools? I wouldn't be shocked if the lower profile schools in Texas, you know, an Abilene Christian feel that if they're going to get any media coverage, they have to be FBS because there's so many competitors that there just isn't space to be lower than to be in a lower classification. I mean, that's something, look, I I am, again, we've talked about this before jury's in. I am happy that we're in the big sky. I have no problem admitting that 
one of the deep downsides of being in the big sky is it's look, we're competing with Gonzaga basketball. We're lower classification than Washington State football. We're lower classification than University of Washington football, lower classification than Boise State football, and we're not doing better than Eastern Washington football. That's a lot of, of teams we're having to compete against. If we are in a different classification, then there's every reason to believe that there's different types of media attention. Because, by, by the way, again, this is a, a thing juries in. Uh, I, we did get different level of media attention when we were FBS. Yeah, and Dennis Patchen touched on that in an interview, so solid plug to – Anyone that hasn't listened yeah. to that or watched it to go listen to it. Um, but yeah, so we touched on it. Abilene Christian, uh, their stadium holds 12,000. They're getting there. They have potential. It Dixie looks State. easily expandable, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Dixie State uh, has the greater Zion Stadium at 10,000 capacity in St. George, Utah, where you guys rate them scale one to 10. I'm going to say three. 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 I'm going to give them a four. But the, the huge asterisk is look, some of the Texas schools, I think they can just be in a conference. And because of what we, what we already referenced in Texas, there's a better chance to succeed. I think your schools like Dixie State, they, there's a lot of other variables that have to be in place for them for this to work in any mm-hmm. sort of way where they're anything other than, you know, a doormat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is interesting. Uh, I would give them a six. I'm going to give them slightly above average. Because from what I've heard talking to the Weber people, and for those people watching on YouTube, you can kind of see their stadium right now. For those of you that can't, it's surprisingly nicer than what you'd expect Dixie States to be, and it's a lot nicer than Southern Utah's. Uh, mm. From everything we've heard from the Weber State people, St. George is a very popular area. It's got a little bit of money, a lot of retirees, and it's a very ambitious school. Now, making the jump from D2 to FBS in about 11 to 12 years is a little too ambitious for me. But if there was a program in Utah, not in Weber State, that can make the jump, I think it's Dixie. I, I think they've got a good thing going, but we'll see. I mean, we haven't seen okay. them play in the FCS yet, but I would give them above average. I think it's All a very right. ambitious school. It's also far away from any other FBS school, if you think about it. If Southern Utah doesn't go in Weber, their closest is, what, BYU and Provo or UNLV yeah. in Vegas, and then yeah. Tempe – and like they're far from Albu- everybody. Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah all right. So they all could, right. they could own that grand Canyon kind of market. And I, right. I'll say five now, Chris, you talked me into well, it. All right. And yeah. to, uh, to also further contextualize the ambition thing, Chris, you're correct. Like 12 years is a pretty quick jump. What if I told you 20 years ago, they're a junior college. Yeah. yeah. Because they were a junior college 20 years ago. Same. Con- they're in the same conferences, North Idaho so, college and Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Uh, and now um, college. Zero. Zero. If you're a junior college, you should never be allowed to become a state university and play football, in my opinion. So, <laughs> so, so real quick, let's, let's keep it moving. To, let's keep it moving. Yeah, here. let's go to Southern Utah. Just peg their rival, right? They're not really rivals, but let's be honest. It's going to probably become a rivalry, just like Idaho and Eastern Washington isn't, but will uh, most likely become a rivalry. Southern Utah, you're looking at Rice Eccles Coliseum, 8,500 in Cedar City. It's about 40 miles, I believe from St. George in a way less desirable area. How, what's your rating on this? I'll go four. I'll give them the one. Ooh, now, yeah. the, the first notable thing, if you're watching, uh, if you're watching, you, you know what I'm about to reference. If you're listening, this is just, you, you won't care about this. What a gorgeous track. That's like the most, that is the thing that jumps out about the 8,500 person stadium, which look, if you rip on Eastern Washington stadium for being a half a stadium, which means you're, halfway to 
you know, something like being eligible for this kind of jump we're talking about. I'd rather have Eastern Washington Stadium than Rice Eccles Stadium. Yeah, I'll say two it, now. I'll say two now. It, All right. Yeah, I'll go one or two. And, and you think I'm, you look I'm at I'm easily you, swayed. You touched on it. The the Southern Utah and Dixie both have a track. Now Dixie is sitting at ten thousand. You take that track out because you're going FBS, and you can obviously now afford a separate track facility. I mean, you're at sixteen thousand. You're fine. That's another reason I believe in Dixie State. If they remove that track and add some end zone seating, they're at capacity. FBS stadium requirements easily where Southern Utah, even with that track removed has to build something on that other side of the field. I mean, they are, they're just not ready. They honestly barely look like a, they shouldn't be in the big sky, honestly. So let alone FCS. Another thing about Southern Utah about this is just why I think no, like there's just no prayer. They won the big sky three. It was three football seasons, three seasons ago. They like they tied for winning the big sky. They got killed. In, they got killed in the playoffs because they're so in Utah. But anyway, they won the big sky not that long ago. Kind of like our basketball program, where not that long ago, like we were pretty good. Their coach, who Ed Lamb, coach's name, when they won the big sky, he left to go coach at BYU, not for a coordinator position, not for head coach position, quality control is what he stepped down from a head coach at Southern Utah to going over BYU quality control. And it, for if people don't know what quality control does, a ton of – a good amount of coaches when they're doing like a year of rehab before they're, they go back into their next job, like Bob Stitt, before he went to Texas, uh, Texas State, he did quality control at like Oklahoma State. That, that's like a stopgap that, that people go to before their next, their next job or it's a, you know, like you're, you're working your way up. He went from being a head coach, winning a, a conference championship to quality control voluntarily. I think you don't. I, I do not think it's possible to see a jump like that if there's not, you know, some other structural issues at at a place like Southern Utah. That you know, as far as like a quote unquote, a, like a theoretical FBS thing. No, no you're just never going to sell me on Southern yeah. Utah. So we're we're out on Southern Utah. Let's no need to move. Good riddance. Welcome to the whack. Uh, Lamar, you've got Provost Umphrey Stadium, 16,000 in Beaumont, Texas. Mm. Basically, Eight. Louisiana. Eight. Eight? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say eight again. Like the, the, they're, that, that is a nice-looking stadium. Uh, to me, that, that picture looks pretty dang nice. And like, hey, maybe, maybe I add a little bit of extra love because in spite of what we talked about during a couple football seasons, Mason Trina was going to be a GA there. And, hey, that, that uh, gives it a little bit of indirect Idaho tie. doesn't actually mean anything for conversation. But uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Lamar, Lamar absolutely feasible. Yeah, and most people don't remember, Lamar was invited to the original expansion of the mm-hmm. WAC back in 2013. They saw the writing on the wall that Idaho and New, New Mexico State were basically going to take the bounce. There wasn't room in the Sun Belt. They did not make the jump. They were ready in 2013, and they're just as ready, if not more ready now. Lamar is, in my opinion, a 10. They, they could make the jump, and they'll probably be in an area that's going to compete a little bit with Rice. They're going to be more successful than Rice. They're probably not going to be Houston, but I Lamar is a 10 for me. Lamar's ready. Um. So Lamar's playing Jay Constantine is what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, of course not. They're not that good. Come on now. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's keep it rolling, boys. Uh, Sam Houston State. Mm. Uh, they're at Bauer Stadium, 14,000 in Huntsville, Texas. Ugly. God, that stadium's ugly too. 
I hate that. Yeah, it's I don't think it's ready. They got they got room they can do, but they got like those fences around. It's very Fresno, kind of Stewart Stadium, Weber State-ish, uh, but I'd rather see a game in Stewart. I mean, I'm not a fan, but the capacity's there. It honestly reminds me a lot of Eastern Stadium. Uh, even mm-hmm. the press box is kind of that's, laid out the same way. That's true. It's literally double the size of Eastern's. It is slightly bigger Eastern. Um mm-hmm. I know they have a really they have a really good fan base. So I feel bad saying this. I doubt any Sam Houston fans are actually going to like listen to us. But if they do, I'm going to be honest with them. I like Dixie them and Dixie State about the same. They have more tradition. They've been successful at the FCS. That will benefit them. But I'm giving them a five point five to six stars. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go six. I'll give them a six. So, Chris, a question for you then before yeah. I throw my number comparing. Sam Houston to Abilene Christian. You, if I'm, you, you, you're saying Abilene Christian, better chance of this working out than yes. Sam Houston, right? Yep. Okay, I guess in spite, like, let's just pretend, like, I'm trying to not overvalue how atrocious the stadium looks. And, like, you mix in, like, the ugly orange with just there not being that much there. I want to give them a negative 15. But, uh, like why? Why in your mind would you say like like Abilene Christian? Look, they're 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 D two, right? Or they or if they're not D two at this moment, they're recently D two. Abilene, yeah, they joined the Southland in twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So okay, not that long ago, uh, they're they're D two. Why would you say that Sam Houston has less of a chance than Abilene Christian? I will want private institution versus public. Mm-hmm. I think the ambition of of Abilene Christian and the money they've put back into athletics shows that they're trying to really compete and be up there. Sam Houston had its moment um, at the FCS level. I think just tried to just, just kind of sat there, didn't really do a whole lot with it, didn't take advantage. And same with Eastern. I think Sam Houston and Eastern remind me of two very similar programs in terms of they had they were really hot and still are good, but they haven't really captured on that to yeah. change around what they're doing also, as a universe. Also. So, Abilene Panhandle, you're only really competing with Texas Tech. Kind of Panhandle, Sam, right? Yeah, Sam Houston yeah. State. Yeah, Sam Houston State. You're in Houston, like you're competing with UH Rice and Texas A&M right outside. So Huntsville, Huntsville, Texas. Yeah, so yes. suburb of Houston. You're um, saying they get some of the dynamic. No, I'm not saying it close to the same, especially in the aesthetic, but they have some of the s- same dynamic that Portland State has in Portland, whereas it, for a lot of big sky schools, if you if you haven't been paying attention to the big sky, you might think, well, like, well, okay, this, they should be. That's probably better, right? Well, actually, like, their issue, one of their issues is they don't get attention because there's just other stuff going on in Portland. You're saying yeah. that there's a little bit of that dynamic with Sam yeah. Houston. Except if, like, University of fans. Oregon was in, like, Beaverton or Hillsborough. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Houston still gets fans, but, I mean, I just yeah. – they, they're I, a loyal seen, fan base. The reason I rate Abilene ahead of them is because Abilene you has more institutional commitment, as shown that with and what they have. So, all right, well, what's who's next? Who's Steve, next on the hit list? Stephen F. Austin, a lumberjack, uh, Homer Bryce Stadium, fifteen thousand, and no way I can pronounce this. Naga Nagadoches, 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 Texas. God, that is not great. Oh, I've heard it's man. actually a really fun place to watch a game, though. But you can see the potential, too, for those of you watching. Yeah, their basketball team. Extend those bleachers. And that's basketball. The WAC, that's why they have them. They are focusing on basketball first while getting FCS playing schools. It's obvious. Good basketball program. And that stadium, if you look at it, if you were playing like one of those phone games that let you design a stadium, this would be the blank slate. It's flat. 
there's nothing else built up around it. You could easily, if they got the money, they need to find the money, make this thing a bowl, or you could easily make this thing larger. And it's already at 15,000. So it's a I thousand. I guess the fact it's already at 15, um, they have commitment to athletics with what their basketball team does. So, yeah, I'll give them a seven. I'd say seven. Yeah, CNF Austin historically that like they haven't always been as awful in football as they are right now. Like they weren't necessarily a they're on probation right now. So yeah, they uh, so they lost, were good and they got caught. <laughs> they lost the national championship, FCS national championship in 1989, and since 1989, for their Wikipedia, they've made the playoffs five times. So yeah, that's not exactly a powerhouse, but 95 they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. I okay. I, I what I'm just contextualizing is in my head. This was a team that had a little more history, similar to Sam Houston, but in rea- reality, they don't have yeah. that much history of being a good pro, a great program. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, a six is fine. All right. All right. Um, so then we go to we've already covered Dixie State, but we've got the last other one coming in. Yep. Yeah. Last one of the current whack. Mm-hmm. Tarleton State Memorial Stadium, nine thousand people in Stevensville, Texas. What a fun! What a fun name, Tarleton State. Right, you know? and I believe they're kind of. When we were in Frisco, we were chatting. They were like kind of close to Dallas. They're in the metro. They're in the metroplex. So they're I think, talking. I think. I think they're closer to Fort Worth, if I if I remember right. Yeah. So this would be a good Frisco home game, but luckily it sounds like they might just try to bypass this in ten years, and they're not eligible for another three for the FCS playoffs. I think so. They might never get a shot at it and just go right to the FBS. But I'll give these guys uh, quickly – I'll give them a seven as well, actually. They look ambitious. It's 9,000. I can't believe that stadium is smaller than Stephen F. Austin's. but So maybe I'll give it a six then. I can't believe it's smaller. But they're ambitious, so I'll give it to them. I'd give them a seven. I'm, I'm, trying, not seven? To over, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to overvalue just how the stadium looks. Because that, while well, that does like that does Idaho, kind of so matter, we can't talk about anyone. Yeah. So you, you don't think the half beer can is artistic? I I I've, <laughs> I've, I've felt great about many half beer cans, mm. but uh, Steve Tarleton State. Yeah, I guess this is the my impression is yeah they're ambitious. They want to make this work, and again uh, there's there's an appetite for football in Texas. So uh, yeah, I'll say uh, I'd say seven and a half. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm my ranking yet. Can I give my ranking yet? I'm gonna say yep. five, and and the reason is is out of this list, they are the I haven't checked Dixie State, but out of the members joining from the Southland, they are the only team not to have four uh, sixteen sports. They only have fourteen, so that puts them behind the eight ball to try to add a couple sports to get the FBS qualification. That's why we have Alex on here. So, I do have a uh, note from the research desk. This uh, press box suite area here. Uh, this is only. Nice. This was built in the last two or three seasons, so they it's are nice. at least on the move upwards uh, this year yeah. to Ambition. serve everything. So are, are possibly Dixie State and Tarleton State the best set to make the jump, and they're the ones who just <laughs> – I, I would actually put them, in my opinion, if I had to rank it, I'd say Abilene, Lamar, rank ahead of everyone else. Then That's I think you could put – I think you could put ambition-wise Dixie and Tarleton right there, and then I'd put like Sam Houston and – um Stephen F. Austin, kind of like a they're there, but then I was much ambition, but they could do it. Yeah. Um, I would just leave Southern Utah in in the dust. So, so all in all, thumbs <laughs> down as a conference, though, right? Like they can't make yeah. this. Jump. They've got they've got two teams that could probably do it. Two teams that are on their way. But either way, that's that's four with New Mexico State. That's five. That's not a conference in the WAC play, right? So let let's get on to the notable FBX expansions. Now we're going to go fast because after this, we're going to build our. 
what we would need or want to see out of the FBS. So these are just quick off off the cusp. We'll go Brian, Boatman, myself here. Uh, Cal Poly, they've got a 11,075-seat stadium in San Luis Obispo, California. Eight. And that, so that that's okay. We're we're trying to make this quick, so I can I can slow it quickly. Uh, so. Well, we lost Brian for a second. We'll see if he reloads here. Oh, there you go. Oh, what was that? Did you say did you say six? Yeah, I said a six. Okay, okay. I'm going. Keep it moving. I'm going a four. I don't. I don't think they're mm. ready for it. Uh, we will save this next group for last uh missouri state producer hammer don't let me forget that uh missouri state surprisingly we talked pre-show uh stadium seventeen thousand five hundred in springfield missouri i'm telling you it's nicer than you believe and that's all i'll leave on it i will give them a six because their program sucks but the facilities are there and state school i'm gonna say seven i'm gonna buy low five Ooh. all right uh, back to the big sky, Montana State's Bobcat Stadium, 17,777 in Bozeman, Montana. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10. It's there. Yeah, 9.5. Like, like the, really, the asterisk here, and I'm going to step on Montana next, too, is that state-wise, these, those Montana State and Montana have to be in the same classification, same conference. Yep. And yep. as a university, Montana State is doing much better than University yep. of Montana in terms of adding students. A lot of that has to do with how the structure of Montana State has all the STEM departments. University of Montana does not. But uh, Montana State, they are no question to me a, a, a theoretical candidate. It just might be weird that the thing that slows them is whether Mon University of Montana, the historic FCS power, is institutionally ready. Yeah. Yep. So that brings up the next one. Montana, Wagris in Missoula, Montana, 25,200. If I gave if if I gave if I gave Montana State a ten, I guess I have to give Montana a ten too. Is my I'd rank them a little lower, but I'd, I'd give them a nine. But I'll, I'll I'll give them both a ten. Yeah, I, I I still even though I just said the words of caution, I'd say a nine. There's yeah. I definitely don't think they're ready in the same way that Montana State is, and I do think this is a thing Idaho fans might not value, but UM and Montana a lot of Montana State fans do value this. They don't necessarily have the appetite to move to FBS that some people might think because like they really do care about the playoffs and they're different than us in that they have all eyes on them in the state of Montana. The only college game in town is Montana and Montana State, so they can truly do whatever the heck they want, and it doesn't matter. Newspapers and, and news channels are going to cover them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and my point fives are strictly they're going to have to make the decision together. Um, yep. So Montana State wants to go. Montana doesn't. Sorry, you're out. That's the point five. And who knows? Maybe they leave. I don't know. North Dakota State, right. Fargo Dome, 19,000. Fargo, North Dakota. I'm going to say I'm, for, for the WAC, I'm actually going to only give them a six. I, I don't think they belong in the WAC if they jump. I've Where's, always said this is just Western FBS. Doesn't have to be. I, okay. Even Western FBS. I don't think they belong in the Western FBS. If you ask me, I've said they belong in the American for football only and lead their Olympics in the summit. And that's where I should, that's where I'm going to leave that. So, wow, I'm very different. I'm 10. <laughs> yeah, I'm 10. I mean, they've already got good FBS wins anyway. Oh, they do. Teams play them. They have more ambition. They have more ambition to be, they wouldn't just join the Mac or the Mountain West or a startup whack. They want to join something better than that if they're going to leave FCS. 
Yeah. Who's, um, who's next? Montana. Sorry. Uh, Northern Arizona, the walk-up sky dump. 15,300 in flash I, staff. I uh, thought it's this. only 10,000 now. It's a target stand. I what? thought they, I thought they no. redid it and they made it like only 10,000 seats now. Yeah. Well, that, that was Wikipedia and that you're, my teachers always said never to use it. And I never listened to them. That's why it took me five years to graduate. So possible either way, I'm giving them a three. Yeah. I'm, I would give them a, I'd go lower. I'd say two. I mean, one look at big sky games right now. They have no, they have very limited interest in in athletics and in Flagstaff. They have like one game a year where like the freshmen are kind of like records like a tradition where like all the freshmen, they don't like have to go to the game, but they, a lot of them do. Otherwise, very little, the very little interest in football, unbelievably low interest in other sports too. It's just wild. I think they won like a national title, like in, in track, not that long. They're ago. good at cross country. Really <laughs> yeah, that's what country. it is. They have like four but straight yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll give them a two. Too. The only thing that helps them with the whack, they're in the whack for a lot of other sports. Well, swimming, diving. Uh, yeah. Northern Iowa, the UNI Dome, 16,000. So the size of the mm-hmm. Kibbe Dome looks a lot bigger from the outside. Cedar Falls, Iowa. Eight. That's eight. That's a 7.5 to eight. Um, Sacramento State, Hornet Stadium, 21,195 in Sacramento. One. You stepped on, you stepped on my one. And the thing I'm going to cite isn't football. It's their basketball, basketball. facility that ho- holds less than almost every single Idaho high school basketball facility. By the way, I'm counting like smallest schools in, in the state. That's the comparison between yeah, the Sac State basketball facility and high schools. It's the lowest mm-hmm. classification high schools are not that far from now, what Sac State has. Do you guys remember three times the size? Do you guys remember a couple of years ago, real quick, that when back when the Big Sky had top seed host a tournament and it was almost Sacramento state. They were talking about building a temporary gym within their rec facility. So they could put 3000 seats in there because their current gym was too small. So that's what they were going to have to do is build a temporary gym in their rec facility. And I know the Weber state guys are watching. That is a reason why you do a neutral site game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, we're not getting into basketball too much here. Uh, South Dakota state, Dana J. Dykehouse. Mm, 19,340 in Brookings, South 10. Dakota. 10, 10, 10, and 10. Yep, 10. And for similar reasons, I'd cite for North Dakota State. They are, South Dakota State and North Dakota State, they're not in this. Obviously, they're not bound legally the way Montana Montana State are, but they're a regional pair that would completely make sense and it'd be beneficial to both. I just can't believe Alex put North Dakota State at like a four and then, but whatever. Because they, they don't I'm belong in eight. this level. They I'm going in a nine that. with nine on their own. A 10 with North Dakota State. They have a whole indoor practice facility there in South Dakota State. It's nice. (laughs) Dactronics, largest scoreboard maker in America, Brookings, South Dakota. Fun fact. All right. Um, uh, Then we have – oh, gosh, I just got rid of – oh, the Weber State Wildcats. Um, uh, Where'd my little thing here go? Oh, boy. Anybody else got it up here? Stewart Stewart Stadium, 17,000 people. Ogden, Utah. Thank you, producer Dallas. Uh, all right, ratings. I like Weber State a lot. I'm actually going to say eight. I think they can do it. I'd say they're. I would say they're. Yeah. I don't. I want to give them a number. They're eight. I still think they. I think they have some variables that need to be present um, in a way like North Dakota State. I don't think they necessarily need everything to like be exactly great, right? The right fit for them for it to work. I think Weber State has a little bit more 
of uh, a little bit more variables need to be in line with Weber State to make it work. But Weber State's had a ton of money put in to, into their athletic department recently, particularly through Adidas. They are understood as having the best athletic facilities in the Big Sky Conference. So, yeah, man. They, also, massive, massive enrollment, 27,000 students. That's yeah, yeah. that's big. big they time. also might be another version of, look, they get – mercifully Weber state weekly exists because that means there's some content about Weber state. If you're interested in VR, I think that they Weber state gets killed by being in a lower classification media wise. I probably now sound like an FBS right now. I'm not, but I think they're another school that they get really squeezed out because they're not BYU. They're not university of Utah. I'm the hell. Heck they're not even Utah state. By the way, I'm going to throw some shade at some Weber state weekly guys for a second. I know everything I know about BYU because of the Weber State Weekly guys Twitter. So I guess that's my <laughs> example of like even the Weber State guys are BYU honks. It, so maybe it, they, they I feel I feel like I feel like in that state you either have a lo- loyalty to BYU or Utah regardless of what what other school you went to. Um, hey, come on, Blue Aggies, let's go. I you know, I think Weber State actually has could actually be better than Utah State in terms of they're in a larger they're in a larger market. Um they have pretty similar facilities. I mean, we're not talking that much. Di- I mean, Utah State's a little ahead of money, but put Weber State in a bigger classification in that larger market um, to compete with dollars. I, I like Weber State. I think I think that's a school that, yeah, can kill it in the FBS. Yeah. So we're coming up on an hour, and we got one more school to get to and then one last segment. We almost forgot. I said last school before that. The University of Idaho in the Kibbe Dome, 16,000. Asterisk there. Uh, 15,300. <laughs> all right. Uh, in Moscow, Idaho, God's country. Never um, been to it. Nah, haven't heard. Heard it's, heard it's a terrible place. Nobody should go there unless you're a prospective student. You should go. Spend all your money. Uh, unless they should be doing the bubble there. That's what they should be doing. They should be doing the FCS bubble in Moscow. What are we well, talking yeah, about, guys? What are we, uh, anyways, quickly, I mean, we have our, we've covered our – obviously, I mean, we'll just go through. What's your rating? What, what FBS rating are we? With a new basketball arena, seven. I'd go five. And when I say five, I mean that I think we need to be in the right conference. And as constituted, I don't think this WAC conference is the right conference. I I think, look, we did have some FBS uh, success, particularly the first four years when we transitioned over. But that's not what we'd be transitioning at right now. So nah, I'd, I'd say five. I'm going whatever Northern Iowa was, I gave them. I think it was a seven. Uh, the only I think we have something that hurts and helps us. It depends who's making the decision. We were previously FBS. That helps us. Mm-hmm. What also hurts us? We failed at the FC- FBS. Well, so I'm I'm probably a seven point five. Um, I think basketball. If we can get the team rolling in that arena, we're an eight. Um, but anyways, yeah. real quick, let's roll through kind of, and we'll end the podcast. Your ideal, uh, mm-hmm. or for Brian. Um, yeah. What would it take? What conference from you do you need to see for Idaho? Re- realistic, because let's be honest, we we like Eastern. Eastern's not ready to make the jump. They can't even build a stadium right now that's going to match their same seating capacity, let alone double it. So over double it. Who realistically needs to go with us to go? And then who are the other teams you would like to see fill that conference? So just just so I got a number to work with, we're talking about like four ish teams in theory that could be that would be involved in a move. Is that what no, you're that's just, what we're talking you're, about? It's your like whole build, you're build your FBS doesn't even have to be New Mexico State. Oh, who do you need in our conference oh, I, I, for us to go FBS? 
Oh, fantastic. So I don't have to care about the existence of WAC for this. No, I can be good. I hope Okay. So one, I'm not, I'm not like married to the FCS. I like the FCS. I like the Big Sky Conference. I like having a championship to compete for. But presuming like there's this world where like financial stuff says like, hey, you, you probably do need to look FBS at some point. I would want regional ties to Montana, Montana State, no question. I'd actually like Weber State in there. So we have like a core of the, a core of the Big Sky that move together that we know like there's historic relationships between them. So we we don't really have any reason to believe that one of those schools might be the odd man out. If something, you know, if, if there were problems in the conference, like, you know, like we saw with the WAC where we were the odd men out. Um, other than those four, I'd kind of like it to stay mostly intermountain if we could. I have much less love for the California schools like Cal, like UC Davis, Cal, Cal Poly and Sac State than I do for, I mean, look, Southern Utah is not going to make it, so I'm not going to count them. But I, I, I like the idea of being tied to to. Weber State. I like the idea of being tied to potentially Dixie State, uh, and I guess you might say I'm fine with a New Mexico. I don't think New Mexico State would join the football only conference. I think they'd rather just try to, to align with the WAC. But if you got that, like, for, for, if you have that foundation that's Big Sky oriented, where there's meaningful ties, not just in the last few years, but last you know me, many decades back, that's what I would want that's what I'd say is the foundation of I've said the conference needs to be the right fit for us. It needs to have the right members as support. If we have that initial, that, that group of the better big sky schools uh, moving as the foundation of the conference, then yeah, that you throw in a a New Mexico state. That's fine. You throw in a Tarleton, you know, Tarleton state. That's fine. You throw in any of the other, um, you know, Dakota schools, actually, I would much rather have that be the tie, but suddenly you have a conference that's interesting not only for competition, uh, but also because there's geogra- there's reasons for geographic rivals, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm filibuster you guys. That's what I that's what I think it would yeah. be the beginning of the right conference. Bowman, all right, Chris. I think you you guys have kind of both know my, my opinions here, and I actually think my plan is more possible now than ever before. Uh, I think ours are going to be similar. Yeah, and and so for you guys who don't know, uh, I've had this kind of plan, and I've kind of originally came from Rob Spear, who who is, is a friend of mine and family friend. And um, this is kind of his idea, but it's a, and we're also in a group message. All three of us are the old tubs team is in a group message with other big sky podcast people. And I actually think I have them, them sold on this idea to actually get those Montana folks to want to go FBS. So I've always said the biggest mistake that you, that you do in the, the mid major level is to tie your Olympic sports to football. It does not make sense. Two different, two different animals, the way the athletic department should operate dollars, how they travel, what they need, completely different. Um I, I, I think if we're I want to I would love to keep I would love to keep Olympic sports from the for Idaho in the current makeup of the big sky. Whoever decides to leave, they can go ahead and leave. But if you have that intermountain Olympic sport conference, Idaho, Eastern, Portland State, Idaho State, Weber State, the Montanas, Northern Colorado, that's awesome. I want to pull in Seattle U now because I think that might be more now than ever. If, if these if these Texas schools are going to be in the same conference as Seattle U, hey guys, just come come play with us. Come play with Portland State, Eastern, and Idaho in the uh, in the Big Sky. Um, and then I think we can have some sort of conference sharing agreement with with the WAC, where the WAC football becomes the FBS conference, and where the Big Sky football becomes the FCS conference. 
So I would love to see Idaho, Weber, Montana, Montana State um, play in the WAC and football with some sort of form of, you know, New Mexico State and kind of Abilene Christian, Lamar, um, you know, one of those other schools, we maybe, you know, whether it's Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, and then you could even pull in a football school, maybe like North Dakota State or South Dakota State for football purposes. But you keep your Olympics in the big sky. You let the WAC kind of be a Southern Olympic conference. Everyone keeps a little bit more regional, but it, it allows you to separate and get back in the big sky, in the into the whack into into FBS football. So, if that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, I'm sorry. It makes a lot of sense in my head. I've written it on paper. I've had this plan for years, but I actually think we are now closer to this than ever before. Yeah. So, Alex, I am similar to you. I definitely think. We need to start looking at what the Missouri Valley did. Obviously, it's working in football. They made the Missouri Valley Football Conference. That conference, on its own, shares barely any membership of the actual Missouri Valley Conference. Like three I schools. Think, I think you need to see it. The thing I disagree with, and I know it's more difficult because the Big Sky or the WAC has the natural back door in. I hit it at the top of the podcast. I trust the Big Sky's leadership. A metric can't even describe enough more than the WAC. We talked about it. 30 plus members compared to five former members. I'd love to see yeah. the big sky be able to make a jump and the whack become the lower FCS. I understand that's not realistic. So going that's into the, the realistic part. part, that would be my my dream scenario. Tom Wistersill, Dan Satter are leading the big sky FBS whack or uh conference, and the whack is now FCS. So mind, I think you need to go. We 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 were a part of this, unfortunately. We we know this very well. You look at the the trend in college football now, ever since they announced that you can have a conference championship game with 10 teams. I know people keep throwing, you should have these divisions. You should, you can still do that with 10 teams. They do it, I believe, in the Sun Belt. Um, they don't do it in the big, the big 12 that has 10 teams. Confusing. Mm-hmm. And the Big 10, who has 14, does not do it. But um, I think either way, this division, not division, I don't know how well you can make it even here. But you go 10. You look at what the Sun Belt did. The Sun Belt got laughed at when they invited Southern South Alabama, when they invited Georgia State, a team that was basically brand new. They had a little bit of Coastal. credibility. Adding to Georgia Southern and App State. I'll give them that. But those programs hadn't had success that recently when they were invited. Coastal Carolina was starting to become a team, but has no real history. And as we've we had the coastalfans.com on, they're only what 15 years old when they made the jump. So we're talking about Dixie State and everything. Uh they got laughed at. They said, You're throwing out. I mean, people didn't we might have laughed at them. I own New Mexico State. Teams have been in the FBS for a while for all these teams, and they come in. I think it's safe to say the Sun Belt is, if not better, more fun to watch than the Conference USA. It's more it's fun to fun watch. Belt. It's more fun than the WAC or the MAC, okay. and it is probably this year pushed the Mountain West in terms of being a better Group of Five conference. They had wins yeah. over the Big Twelve. Coastal Carolina hosted Game Day. Coastal Carolina was ranked at one point. App State was ranked at one point. I believe Georgia, not Georgia Southern, uh, UL uh, Louisiana, UL Lafayette. Was it's called Louisiana. Seven. They deserve Louisiana. that credit right now. They you go 10 now. and you go 10 ambitious, proud schools that are going to push it. No Southern Utahs. I think you go Idaho. I think we would be a good fit. We have a lot to make up in our culture and everything. I will admit that we might be the worst team in this 10-team conference I'm going to make. But Idaho, got to put them in. Good. Montana, great. Montana State, great. Weber State, good. I think Stewart Stadium as a whole could do some finishing, but the bones are there and it could easily – become one of the top facilities in this mythical big sky mm-hmm. FPS conference. Dixie state only needs 6,000 more seats. We touched on you remove that track. Boom. That thing is basically done. 
New Mexico State, they're already there. Yeah, might as well add them. I miss the Red Aggies. I want to get back at them for the ankle interception. Freaking Halloween. Uh, North Dakota State, absolutely great. South Dakota State, great. Here's the one that will throw some people off. Northern Iowa, it's okay. You could use a little facelift. Illinois State, 2,600 more seats needed to be at 16,000. Um, I know that's a different route because New Mexico State now has a little bit more travel than everybody else in Dixie State. But I think adding a school like Illinois, you're in it. You're in Illinois, a big state, highly populous that only has one FBS program. Uh, I think it would benefit to throw a team like Illinois State in there. Iowa, you look at Iowa State this year. You look at Iowa, very popular programs. What's to say they wouldn't support a group of five team like Northern Iowa? That's mine. Ten teams. I like the Texas four. I just don't think there's room for them. If we did do twelve. I think you probably look at that Abilene. We talked. We touched on one of those four schools. We touched on. They're currently in the whack part of the Texas Four. It would also lessen New Mexico State and Dixie State's roles. So that was very that's generous. Yes, that was very generous ahead. of you to describe University of Illinois football as a FBS program. I described them as the FBS. Yeah, Illinois. They're terrible. Be. That was very. That was generous oh, of you. University of Illinois. Yeah. Oh, TJ is going to be mad if he listens to this. Uh, but uh, uh, either way, that's our three opinions. Now, I know we're running long, but we've got a newbie on the football podcast. Dallas, quickly, I know I'm throwing this on you. You're getting iced right now. I know Mark or Brian <laughs> did to you in the last show. Well, he had you ice him. We're icing you. Your dream, FBS conference, and then we'll close the bar and get out of here. Oh, I don't know if I've recovered from the shell shock of the whack falling apart. I was in student media at Idaho at the time, and that that was crushing to watch all of those schools leave us in the dust. Um, you got to go with both Montana schools. Uh, I think that's part of why things fell apart before. We didn't really have anybody that was like us that was still around. Uh, everybody moved on to the Mountain West, or yeah, obviously Louisiana Tech didn't go to the Mountain West, but a lot of the whack just moved into the Mountain West and Weird. left us in the dust. Um, because we, you know, we just weren't, we didn't have the media coverage. We still don't have the media coverage. Um, so there's the Montana schools. I think Weber state's got to come, uh, obviously I know. So there's your four. Um, I would like to see Dixie state. I, I, I want to see schools mm. with potential, um, ambition. That's, that's, I think the, the big thing here is we can't, I'm going to make a lot of Eastern people unhappy, but I, I just don't see Eastern being a school that, that has the ability they might want to be bigger, but they, they just can't, there's no, there's no way that's going to happen. So at this point we're, we're just trying to pull people that might have potential. I think Abilene Christian, if they're looking to move up, I mean, that's a beautiful stadium. That's a, the private school thing is going to help. Uh, I think that would be really huge to have. Uh, I would love to see New Mexico state um, again, just kind of that whole whack abandonment. I, I, I feel a little bit of attachment to them. Uh, them in Utah State. Oh, I love them. I love mm-hmm. the Aggies. Aggies are Aggies. Yeah. Utah State, New Mexico State, man. Those are those teams. Anyway, I, one of my best friends went to Utah State, and uh, I, I, while I don't think they'd ever drop out of the Mountain West to come join this mythical conference, I would love to see that. Uh, outside of that, I mean, we're hoping it for both of the, the Dakota schools. I think North Dakota State is probably too good for this conference, but one can dream. Uh, so that gets us to, I don't even know how many I counted there. Uh, seven. Seven. So at this point you're, you're taking a shot on 
a school like you and I for the, the same kind of reasons you mentioned, Chris, to be completely honest, then I, I don't see a lot of schools that it's like, oh, this is for sure what we should do. Uh, we're looking at like Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston State is like, oh, let's throw something together, cobble it together and hope it doesn't fall apart like it did 10 years ago. UC Davis, maybe, yeah. But I think that's our California I schools. I have them on there, but I screwed it up. UC yeah. Davis should have been there. Mm-hmm. I'm still giving them a five. I don't think they're ready. They have a good football team, and they don't support it. So if, five. That's true. If it's something like another California team, if we don't need to, no, it's like Texas. <laughs> but if <laughs> without the football drive, if we're doing something like Chris's. Uh, uh, or sorry, so Alex, Alex was saying of keeping the Olympic state Olympic sports in one conference and creating this mythical football conference. I could see something like Sacramento State. It's a big enough school. The field and stadium is big enough. Everything else kind of sucks, but it's big enough. If you had to get a a tenth member in, having a school in California is at least going to help with recruiting a little bit. You you can convince parents, hey, we're going to be here once every other year. <laughs> But it really, the, the, I don't see, I, I know I'm super negative here. I don't see nine other schools that make this perfect mythical FBS conference mm-hmm. for Idaho right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, what if I told you you are completely overlooking that Sac State, Sac State football has the most memorable track I have ever seen around football stadium. Oh, it's beautiful. That is it's true. Deep, that is true. It is beautiful. That is beautiful, yeah. Uh, Chris, real quick, yes. we've talked about the the whack has a back door into FBS. I will give five dollars to one of our listeners if they can tweet at me who the other two conferences are that have a back door into and the FBS. Five dollars, you tell you tweet at me. I'll, I'll Venmo you money, Cash App, whatever. There's two other conferences that have a back door possibility. In the Twitter's FBS. on the screen at Bowman Alex. Who are they? Well, I already got it, so I would have gotten five dollars richer. But yeah, well, you uh, don't with that, we'll let them decide while we're closing the bar. So, real choke close, menum. yeah, choke, hashtag choke menum. We forgot to talk about choke menum. Uh, <laughs> they should give us a finder's fee. Honestly, I think it was Nick Marf Stutz sent that to us today. Dude, we started the choke menum. Actually, I believe uh, was it the Weber State Weekly guys that started the choke menum. Either way, somebody in the Big Sky Podcast Network started it. We got Bear it Tycoon, Bear Tycoon, because we have we have the Boise following. And that's how Choke Menum really got rolling down here. I heard somebody use it the other day, uh, but not hashtag, so it doesn't count. Um, all right, we're at an hour, 10 minutes. Let's get out of here real quick. You guys know how to find us. If not, it was on the screen um, more like all the time. If not, I'm Chris underscore P underscore Hammond. You've got at Boatman Alex. Yes, exactly how it sounds. you got at Hammer Dallas. They go last name, first name. And then we got at Brian Marceau. That's M-A-R-C-E-A-U Marceau. I nailed it, right? There we go. I did. I always get worried when I can't see it on the screen. have to spell it. Um, coming up, we have next week on 112, we'll be recording with the ball game, Johnny Mallory uh, from KTIK's The Ticket down here in Boise. So that he's full of energy. We need a good introduction. He introduces Prater in the funniest ways. Hit us up in the comment section or on Twitter on how to introduce Johnny. Uh, TB Decided on 119 has been decided. It's going to be the Blue and Orange podcast. So you're talking about fire talking FBS. I told you there's three letters that get people more riled up. It's BSU. We're about to fire. 
What a dumpster fire. Right I can spend, I can spend an hour and 10 minutes. I can spend an hour and 10 minutes on this podcast. Like how much of a dumpster fire Boise state's athletic department is. <laughs> they, they are on specifically to try to talk the rivalry in terms of getting it back on the books. We'll probably cover the dumpster fire on maybe hashtag choke Menem. Um, uh, 126 we'll have FCS fans nation to do our FCS preview because yes, that is right. We're that close to football season. Two, three Martin and I will be on here and boatman or whoever else wants to be invited is always invited for national signing day. 2021. We'll be doing a more in-depth breakdown than we did previously and try to have some huddle tape. So definitely a YouTube watcher. We might not even upload it to Buzzsprout for those of you that get it on the audio form because it might be more of a visual one, but we'll see Uh two nine. You've got at big sky podcast. We'll be doing a big sky preview with somebody or some, a couple somebody from the Big Side Podcast um, Network. Uh, 216, Vandal Preview. That will be the whole team because we got to have hot takes and we'll replay them at the end of the season to see how ridiculous they were. And then 223, we'll be covering the UNC Bears because we have a game that Saturday and we'll have the voice of the Bears, Aaron Rath from the Clawcast on to cover that game with us. That's it. That's what you've got coming up. It is almost forking football season, everybody. So get excited. Brian Marceau is still hitting you every single Sunday with producer Dallas to hit you up with the instant reactions to basketball because you guys seem to love them. And Martin will also be doing the same thing for women's basketball about 15 to 30 minutes after they get off the air. He'll come on. So make sure you just stay tuned to Tubbs at the Club, your Vandal affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. And with that, it is time for the best band. In all the land, the sound of Idaho. Play us out. Go Vandals. Ah.